snap, the put down, the swing of the leg. It is on its way. It is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa. Here comes the quarterback, Burrow. Looking for a block, and he got it up in the front by Hopkins into the end zone. Touchdown! What a skip! There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4-0 ball game. Welcome back! It's another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We got the best producer in the city, Ed Mayhall. Hi. We got our other co-host, Jeff Howe. And we have special guests tonight, with live in-game commenting as the game goes on, uh, we have Brian Castellanos, uh, the, maybe the the better half of the Castellanos. Definitely the funnier half. You'd probably enjoy talking with me more. Nick will ask you a ton of questions just about your personal life, but uh, <laughs> he's uh yeah no nah, he's awesome. I'm just messing around. Um, <laughs> But I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little more kind of like free spirit. Let's talk about whatever you guys want. So, well, thank you for joining us and welcome to the show. We do appreciate it, especially as the game's going. Um, I know that isn't always the easiest thing to do. <laughs> well, Nick just struck out, so I don't want to look at the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I did want to talk about um, Nick, obviously, but maybe a story that people don't know about. You played baseball yourself coming up in the Detroit Tigers organization as well. Uh, you were drafted by the Tigers back in 2015, coming out of University of Illinois, um, and then even prior to that, out of Hialeah. Well, uh, actually drafted. I uh, was in a Division II, uh, Nova Southeastern University. I spent two years there. Sorry, two years at uh, University of Illinois as a starter. Um, our rotation was sick my junior year. We had two like future first round picks coming in and uh, they were kind of talking about moving me to like the bullpen long relief role. Um, I'm basically like the righty version of Wade Miley. So I'm throwing 86, 89, topping out 91, throwing a ton of strikes. Um, and there's no way I was going to be able to get drafted showcasing my ability through the bullpen. So made the transfer, had a really good year over there and then uh, was selected by the Tigers. Um, I was drafted by the White Sox uh, at coming out of high school, but turned that okay. down because that was a later pick. Sure. So decided to go to college instead, which was great. I met my girlfriend there, and she's awesome. So there you go. Yeah. Happy endings for everyone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so take me through what it was like to be in the Tigers organization, because you know, from the forty thousand foot view, the Tigers organization is not good. I, I mean, that, that's, again, just an outsider's perspective. Yeah. So, well, well, when I first got there, the um, I mean, I got there in 2015. So that was kind of at the tail end of when they had, you know, all the studs up there, you know, in the big leagues. And obviously, you know, their minor league system was a little bit depleted when I first got there. But, I mean, they had a ton of pitching studs coming in through my class. Um, you know, I played with Matt Manning, Bo, uh, Bo Burrows, you know, Kyle Funkhauser, um, you know, all just like really good players. You know, I'm, I'm not really too sure how they're doing right now, but, um, uh, 
they they were fortifying the you know the system kind of getting ready for the rebuild as i was kind of on my way out uh 2017 was my last year with them um i mean yeah you guys say not very good but still a bunch of great players there you know they're all professionals and sure. still like amongst the best in the world so and you made it i mean that's something not a lot of people get to say yeah well, curious to be honest with you guys it's not like i had kind of like the you know the regular minor league experience i mean of course i you know the pay wasn't very good i mean we were making 1200 1300 bucks a month you know which is not very much at all no. um but uh i mean the, the experience was great but obviously everybody you know being nick's brother and nick being on the team you know kind of and ben, and i was there when ben was there too ben verlander so yeah um yeah. not that we got special treatment but you know we were kind of camp bodies in a way you know we didn't have the huge signing bonuses you know we weren't there throwing i was around you know 17 18 year old you know dominicans and venezuelans throwing 97 and not knowing where it's going so it's just a lot of different players at a lot of different you know talent levels but an amazing experience i would call the minor leagues uh college ball without you know having to go to class so and wooden bats wooden bat well i was a pitcher so and and, <laughs> and, and it, it, it was easier on me because uh it's a lot harder to hit with wood so my inside fastballs were a little more effective yeah so you bring up you were you were a pitcher and you know we got to ask as everything crazy going on with baseball this season with the foreign substances on balls what are your takeaways with all of this like do you think the mlb is taking it a little too far do you think that maybe the crackdown should have happened long ago and that way you're not going through all this should you not be doing this mid-season what are your thoughts on the way that mlb is handling any of this so I, I, just to preface this as far as like a personal experience with it i completely missed the train on you know, <laughs> foreign substances I, I had i saw bullfrog and rosin a lot i didn't like any of that on me i guess i was in the minority but uh, i was always you know licking my fingers um you guys still get me? It looked like audio cut out. Yeah. No, uh, okay. that's just Aaron muting himself. Uh, all right. Come on, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> clear my throat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, I was always there, you know, licking my fingers. If I'm using the rosin, it was to dry up my sweat. Um, if I had known that sticky stuff would have, you know, made my breaking ball a little bit better, probably would have used it, especially if I knew that everybody else was using it and whatnot. Um as far as what they're doing, I mean, you got to do something. I mean, like, you know, because Bauer's been saying it for years, and then they basically ignored him, and then he went out. He, he was like, okay, like, watch this. Goes out and wins a Cy Young. And it's, he's basically showing them that this is a problem. And then when, you know, they confront him about it, he's saying that, you know, he just wants to have, like, an even playing field. So I'm happy that they're doing it. As a fan and as a former pitcher, I mean, you see how Max Scherzer reacted. I don't, I don't know if you need to have them act like TSA agents, the umpires. I mean, I mean, that's a little, <laughs> that's a little ridiculous to watch. Um, and it's also kind of ridiculous that this is all going in the middle of the season. I mean, I, I don't have, you know, all the inside information, you know, I don't really, I don't sit down and have Nick tell me everything that he knows and all that and, and whatnot. Right. But, um, you know, I, when you hear somebody like, you know, Tyler glass now say that, the lack of, you know, grip really changed how, you know, he had to grab the ball. And when you first read that and you first hear him say that, of course you want to be like, 
you know, you're just making excuses and whatnot. But coming from somebody who, uh, you know, less is more in terms of tension. If you're gripping the ball really hard, you're going to be, you know, transferring tension into your elbow. And those are really things that could cause injuries. So, you know, if he did get injured because of that, you could argue it was because of, you know, baseball going 180 on deciding to crack down right now. Um, But at the same time, that you can't have pitchers continue to do this. I mean, they're they're kind of, you know, they're changing the balls every year. They're livening the ball. They're deadening right. the ball. And then, you know, RPMs are jumping up 800, 900 completely unnaturally. And um, it's kind of baseball's fault that they got, you know, to this to this level. I mean, if I, I, I don't have the perfect solution, but I mean, if they were like, okay, obviously you guys need some grip. The hitters are okay with grip if it means you're not going to hit them in the face but the hitters won't be okay with grip if it means you're going to be throwing balls that, you know, don't follow the laws of physics, you know, maybe make a universal substance that's not going to, you know, increase your RPMs, but can give you some grip, put it right there on the mound. And, you know, you have to watch the, you know, everybody kind of has to watch you apply it. Not saying that that's what you have to do, but TSA agents in the middle of the baseball game, So going along with the the whole like basically like TSA agents, you've got Hector Santiago from the Mariners. They they stop him. They de- the umpires determine that something is amiss. They take his glove. They give it over to to Major League Baseball. They eject him. He's suspended ten games. Yeah, it's, in hey, it's in a garbage bag. It's like evidence. Like <laughs> he gets he gets yeah. suspended. And then when he goes to say, well, what did you find on the glove? Because I'm saying I didn't have anything. And they're like, well, we're not going to test it. Whatever the umpire said, the umpire is going to decide that, you know, that, that was a little uh, a little too sticky. And he didn't think it was just rosin and sweat. So you're going and you've got the umpires now. They can't even call a ball and a strike the right way. So, I mean. It sounds like maybe Major League Baseball is trying to show off that they're, you know, doing the right thing without, you know, taking off one of their biggest stars. I mean, we all know who the biggest offenders are. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've seen, you know, we've they, people will blatantly say it in the in the in the interview, you know, when they ask them about it. I mean, there's other players who I won't name names who just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of fumble when they ask them and just have ridiculous answers. And when they started, I, I just. I'll say when they started pulling the position players out, like who was it? The the position player that pitched like what three three pitches, and then they went and checked him. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like the first few were hilarious, but now this guy just came from left field or wherever. And 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 now MLB is kind of opening up this whole other gamesmanship where, dude, Girardi's sending out them to 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 look at it because he rubbed his you know his hand in his hair. <laughs> and, and and obviously he's doing that, you know, try trying to get him in his head or get him off his game, you know. It's like icing you know, the kicker, that, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what the Cardinals did hitting Nick, trying to get him off his game, game two. <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't work Shots out too fired. well. Yeah. <laughs> so you brought it up, and I was going to get there eventually, <laughs> but let's do it right now. <laughs> You've been a little vocal going at, you know, St. Louis and and Chicago here of late. Obviously we had, you know, the series against Chicago where we did sweep them. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, you want all the smoke, right? Like you're not afraid to go at any fan base. Well, I, 
I play with the show with the Chicago Cubs fan base. I mean, it's no secret. I I love Chicago. Uh, my girlfriend's from Chicago. I spent a ton of time there even before, you know, Nick, uh, you know, went and played there. And my love for Chicago really has nothing to do with the Cubs organization. I mean, when because I, I actively root against the Cubs. But I ha- I have a, a lot of respect for the Cubs fan base. I mean, I don't know if that's blasphemy to say, um, but you you know, know. While, while we were there, I mean, they were obviously Nick hit really well, but just, you know, and, and I'm experiencing it right now, obviously, here with Cincinnati, because you guys both have extremely passionate fan bases. And that's something that as a baseball fan or as a player, that's kind of the reason to play, right? I mean, just to go out there and, you know, have, you know, just give it all for the fans who care the most. And you hear Nick talk about it all the time. And um, and, I, and I think that really stems from the time he spent in Detroit where, you know, where he was really trying to, you know, figure himself out as a player and, and, and you know, trying to see what worked for him. But he, he couldn't focus on winning because nobody there was expecting to win. So it basically becomes showing up and just trying to, you know, put up stats and who likes to play baseball like that. Sure. Right. Now was this weekend when you, uh, cause you, you were, you were in town for the, the Cubs series, right? Yes. You, you came with that. So is that the first time you've been to great American ballpark? Uh, second time I was there opening day when it okay. snowed. Nice. Uh-huh. Uh, where he, uh, took Flaherty deep and did a little skip my Lou half the way down first baseline. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, and then, uh, I was there the second game. I was there the game where he, uh, posterized, uh, uh, Woodruff. Woodruff. I I just know him as a pitcher on the ground. I don't really know what his name is. Right. (laughs) So then you, and then Uh, you were there for the the Cubs series. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, I can tell you that I, when I got, uh, like when I got married, when I started dating my wife, like we're, huge Cincinnati sports fans and whatnot. Anyway, we had, we had season tickets in the bleachers or until we had kids and whatnot. Um, that is the loudest that stadium has been sit outside of the all-star game weekend when Todd Frazier won home run derby. I, uh, I go ahead. But, I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. But the, that's the loudest it's been since the 2012 NLDS when they lost to the Giants. That was a great series for you to get a, a true baptism of what Cincinnati sports like, what the Reds fan base is all about, like in person. I mean, e- even without that, you, you can really feel it, man. Like you, you really can, because like the city just feels like they're just so hungry for a winner. And you could tell that anytime, you know, that uh, the Reds team is kind of showing that. Hey, maybe you know this team is good enough, or maybe we're like a piece or two away. They like they want to win. Like maybe if you're 15 games under 500, maybe they won't show up to the field. But that that place is rocking, and those fans really really care. I mean, the you know the, the Reds are one of the most storied franchises in all of MLB. You know, the first MLB team. Um, you know, they have obviously had the big red machine, and Nick's talked a lot about that. Um, gotten to know about uh, you know just you know the history of the city and the fan base and everything. Um, great baseball town, and and that and that's really all you know. Nick looks for is he just wants to be, you know, in a place that obviously you know wants him there, 
you know, respects him for who he is, uh, you know, likes him, you know, for the person that he is and um, just enjoys watching him play and just, a, you know, a fan base that he wants to go out and play for. Um, I'm not going to name any cities or anything like that, but he's like pointed out like certain cities where he's like, yeah, I wouldn't really want to go there because I don't really think I like their fans. I feel like their fans are just, you know, angry people or just people that you don't really want to play for. Those are the kind of things that, you know, Nick really thinks about. Um, and obviously being from, uh, you know, South Florida and nobody ever really talks about, oh, let's go to the Marlins. And I'm not saying Nick is going to go to the Marlins, but he, you know, just to if if to play for South Florida for the team that we kind of grew up playing for, obviously their situation is they're not trying to win now. So, you know, that's just kind of like an afterthought. But he would bring that up as kind of like, yeah, that would be something that I would really love doing because it's really what brings the best out of you as a player because sure. um, he doesn't want to be in a spot where, you know, he's there for however long and then, you know, he he, he just – he he loses that spark that 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 will to win because you got I mean you guys see the difference you know when he's out there competing feeling like there's pressure on him to win that there's everybody's counting on him to win and everybody's picking each other up um I'll go back to you know when when they intentionally walked Nick and then Stevenson came up and hit that line drive you know as a rookie that's that's awesome like that is amazing yes. you know and taking and, and I think Votto went up to him before that um, and said, you know, you need to take that personally when they do that. So it happened later that game, and he went up and ripped the shot, and that's the stuff that, as a fan, I mean, I, I would have rather Nick hit a walk-off home run, but those are the kind <laughs> of things that that basically show that the team is really understanding what's needed, you know, whose job it is to do what, and and I talk about it all the time. I mean, these rookies on this team are really impressive. Very, very well, impressive. And you brought up, you know, how the city's embraced Nick since he's been here. Obviously, you know, his spray chart's all over the place. He's doing fantastic in Great American Ballpark, which is what a hitter should be able to do. But the city's also embraced you as your personality has started to come alive on social media. Your mom, you know, the city's embraced her as well. So I got to ask, is there a life-size bobblehead of Ryan Castellanos coming your mom's way at some point in time to go, you know, next to her collection with with Nick's life-size bobblehead. If there's a company that you know of that does uh <laughs> that does bobbleheads for uh low uh low level minor league players and you can, you can let me know. Uh, we we actually did uh um very very long ago when he the first couple of years uh with Detroit um he was still 22 or 23 or something like that. We did one of those like MLB fan caves and they give us like these little bobbleheads but it's not the nothing, same. I mean, uh, nothing like a four-foot monster, Nick. No, you 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 gotta be. I mean, you gotta you know you gotta be really important for that to happen. So. Fair enough. So, how was your time though as a family um, in Detroit and in Chicago before you get here? How does it kind of compare to um, what you've alluded to that Cincinnati experience has been like for everybody? Well, to go with the the Detroit experience, I mean that was kind of its own thing because my mom is actually from Detroit. Her whole okay. side of the family's from Detroit. We spent a ton of time in Michigan growing up. We'd go camping there every summer. My grandparents are from there. Cousins are from there. So when he was drafted by Detroit, I mean, we had just 
you know, a dozen families, you know, family members from Michigan here watching it. And they, they've been diehard Tigers fans since, you know, for as long as they can, you know, even know what baseball is. So um, playing there was what really was awesome. Cause it kind of, even though they weren't doing very good for the majority of the time and, and he himself had some pretty good seasons, but um, I mean, playing with the family was great, but you know, losing was not and it kind of got tired of you know after a while and then that trade to Chicago I mean Nick's kind of said it before um it's, it literally to him it felt like you know finally getting your head above water you know he could finally breathe again where all of a sudden he was in a packed stadium where it doesn't matter what the score is the fans are going to be there the whole game um you know you're you're hitting in front of a you know former MVP Chris Bryant um, you got a bunch of established players there and, and people who are there, you know, expecting to win. And if they don't win, it's, you know, it's almost a personal kind of like we didn't do our job today, you know, as opposed to where, you know, if you hit, if you had a home run that day, but you lose by five runs and you're 30 games out of first place, you're just kind of happy you hit a home run that day. Sure. Um, so that change was breath of fresh air for him. And then as far as my experience with it, it, it was ra- like it was ravenous. I mean, when when kind of like the the Cubs fans um, kind of all started when I don't know if you guys saw this, but the Cubs the Cubs Twitter put me on blast because Nick uh, posted something about me messing up Tom Hanks versus Bill Murray, and I guess Bill <laughs> Murray is kind of a, an, a Chicago icon. So the Cubs Twitter posted that, and then everybody's I. I went from about 900 followers of like, you know, my friends from home and, you know, like just people that I met throughout college where I could talk about just a variety of whatever. Nobody really cared about what I said, but all of a sudden I had 2,800 people following me and anything I tweeted, no matter what, it was just baseball, this baseball, that baseball fan. So <laughs> it's like, okay, well, this is now a baseball Twitter. So this is where we can talk about baseball. Uh, and, and it just kind of went from there, but, um, I mean, I love kind of fan interaction. I mean, I, like when passionate fans come up to me and whether they're talking to me about, uh, you know, me or, you know, or, you know, personal things with me or whether they're just talking about Nick, you know, I love that. And, and I love interacting with fans cause it makes it feel like, you know, they would then be more of a fan with Nick because they kind of feel like that personal connection. So, uh, I would always try my best to just go out on Twitter and just get everybody to kind of be excited about us and, you know, us being there. And, and even with, you know, Cincinnati, I got to know kind of like Cincinnati, you know, baseball Twitter and a lot of them reached out to me and it's pretty much the same thing, man. You guys, you guys are nuts too. It's all. (laughs) So when you were, when you were at the game this weekend, you, you sat down, you were like down in with the fans Right, like you weren't up in a in a suite no. or anything. You were down. I mean, I, like, when it was snowing, I was in a suite. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. smart. That's yeah. just yeah. smart. I, yeah. I I prefer to be surrounded by the masses so I can yell and just kind of. Um, so is that where is that where the shot train started? <laughs> no, that was uh, that was post game at the bar. <laughs> did you go? Just, did you go right across the street, the Holy Grail? Is that where you I went? went to? Uh, Tin roof and stretch. Okay. Yep. Believe. Um, uh, I spoke with, uh, I don't know, you guys know who Brandon Soho is? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say ho. Yeah. Say ho. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Say ho. Yeah. 
sorry, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> cool guy. Awesome guy. But uh, he was just kind of saying like, oh, well, uh, you know, these, this is where you should go here, this and there. You know, I was like, okay, let's go check it out. He said that a bunch of fans go there and they get ravenous. But the best part about that is, is that when I go, when I went there and, you know, I was there with my girlfriend and one of my other friends and they, they'll always mess with me all the time. Like, oh, you know, you know, everybody knows who you are because of Twitter. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. But I'll sit down at the bar and I'll have people yell like, Ryan, Ryan. And I'm just, okay, yeah, come <laughs> over here. And then this, it's awesome, man. Like just groups of fans, everybody talking to me and, it's really just a fun experience. You know, Cincinnati has definitely left a good impression on me. Did anybody Venmo you a couple bucks for some Advil the next day? Or? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I, I had people offer, but it's okay. I, we, we, we did have some Advil there uh, nice. at, the, at the house. So it was defi definitely needed. It was definitely needed. <laughs> I mean, I, may, maybe five years ago it wasn't, but. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of put it into perspective for you, as people who have been Reds fans their whole lives, this team is is one of the most fun teams to watch for so many reasons. Largely, your your brother and, and the passion that he shows, Winker and the emotion that he shows, because that dude at the drop of a dime will cry about anything and everything. And I'm here for all of it. I love it as a crier myself. So I'm yeah. totally fine with it. Um. And to kind of see some of the struggles of like guys that you, you've always rooted for in Suarez, in Castillo, and uh, to see some of the young guns come up and, and opportunities that the Reds normally, traditionally, don't actually give to guys like Stevenson, to guys like India. Um, so we have so many reasons to root for this team. So we're like just in the thick of all this, but you as a fan of the game, what's it been like for you experiencing it with A, a family member on the team, and B, like we know what it feels like after going through so many years of just different teams just kind of thrown together, but this is something that feels different. It And I, I think the biggest thing about it is, I mean, when, when Nick was in Detroit, um, he was there with a bunch of established veterans, you know, who already had their careers set and whatnot. And it was basically just like, shut up and go around about your business. I mean, um, in Chicago, you know, everybody there, you know, a lot of them are already there established. They just had their World Series. But then you go to a team like the Reds, who has a ton of talent. I mean, they have really good starting pitching. Um, you know, obviously their their bullpen, you know, issues have been well documented. But what's interesting about that is the time when Anton went down is really when you kind of saw, you know, a lot of people step up. And now, even though, you know, maybe everybody would say, yeah, maybe we could use a piece or two, but – the guys that have been there that people have been, you know, kind of ba like bashing on, they've they've been producing, you know, um, they've been doing pretty well. Um, and obviously the Reds can hit um, and they're doing it without Moustakis and who is, you know, one of their higher paid players. Hopefully he can get back. And they're also doing it without, uh, you know, Suarez, another one of their higher paid players, not without him, but, you know, just he struggles to sell himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, Dude, I mean, Winker can swing the bat. He's got such a beautiful swing. It's like Jonathan India is such as just a well all-around player. I mean, I've one thing that I've been really impressed with. Obviously, when he first came up and he was kind of you know first couple weeks he was hot. You know, people were still learning him. But then you saw him, you know, kind of lose some time with Senzel and whatnot. Everybody kind of goes through like that week or two period. 
But then when he came back, you know, he started walking. He started, and as soon as they put him in the leadoff role, he basically became the leadoff hitter that they've always needed. And and, and when I when I kind of saw that, I said on Twitter that out of nowhere, he's the spark plug that they've been kind of looking for for what feels like years. Because I feel like last year, you know, they were messing around with. I think Shogo was there for a little bit, and who else was leading off so, a little bit? Yeah. yeah. And the Reds have had a a storied issue with lead off with having a like an established leadoff hitter. They, yeah. They, it, it seems like for a very long time here, it's been just like, well, you've been hitting pretty well. Let, let's move you up there. And like just whoever. And so to yeah. see somebody like India, like the, like the comments you're making with him, it's like, you've got a guy that's just like, he's just getting on base. He's just finding ways to get on base, whether it's walking, getting a hit, getting hit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we it have seems to like a home run. Or, or hit a home run. Or hit a yep. home run, yeah. I mean, I think the last guy, maybe maybe uh, Shin Su Chu, maybe was like the last guy. I mean, he got on a lot by yeah. getting hit. What was that's that, true. like 2015? Yeah. Yeah, that's a playoff uh, maybe, maybe just before that, but yeah. Yeah, about that time, you know, he was here for his cup and, and of I mean, tea with the Reds. I mean, because when you watch Senzel play, I mean, you can see that he has those qualities that you would look for in a player like that. I mean, he's got a good bat. Um, he's got, you know, sneaky good pop. He's very quick. He can play in a lot of different uh, positions. So, um, you know, when when you were to be on the outside looking in, you would assume that he would kind of be that guy, especially with India being the rookie. But um, and this isn't to take anything away from Senzel because I'm sure, you know, he's definitely going to help the team when he comes back. I mean, his versatility is, you know, almost, you know, you can't replace that. But India's. I just can't say how much, like, how good he looks out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's not just that, you know, he's a good bad and he, you know, he plays, you know, pretty good defense. It, it's his presence. You know, he's up there on the, in the box and and it, it looks like he's expecting himself to do well. And it, it's and Stevenson is, is just so calm and that's not what rookies look like. It's really not. Like, it's not what they're supposed to look like. And then, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're just getting blessed with these. And then I see Gutierrez come in and just eat out innings, man. It's just – and then and Santian, Santian, I mean, I think he had, like, one poor outing. But, dude, he's 24. I mean, he's built right. like a horse, man. You know that he's going to be around and he, he's probably going to, you know, knock on wood. But that's the body type that's going to give you – innings and innings every year um and 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 he's a computer you know i mean nick, nick said it as well when he was talking about his outing you know with people on base he he doesn't shy away from you know what he wants to do you know he doesn't change his it's all about rhythm and and if the other team can smell you kind of giving in that's when it kind of implodes and the rookies do a very good job of keeping their composure I mean, they, they've all they've all really been able to come up and like kind of feel that like next man up kind of like mentality of because let's be honest with all the injuries that, that have happened like this season really could have like gone a very bad direction very quick. And we could <laughs> like we, we we could be looking at fighting the Pirates in the bottom of the, the division right now. And and instead you've had you've had guys that are just like they're just they're doing what they have to do they're doing their job and they're having a blast doing it and it's it is so it's so relieving it's so much fun and like refreshing i i, I tend i tend to, to, to jump on that 
they say that I get kind of pessimistic kind of quick Jeff and, and it happens uh, and, and I'll tweet uh, things out and then I'm like oh maybe I should tweet that like oh I'm gonna <laughs> delete that one but like I, I just like I love to see these guys having so much fun playing and having success and it's like it, it all they they just beat off of each other to the point where it's like let's see what they're gonna do tonight like it, and, and they never feel like they're out of a game. And that's like the best part. Like you never see any of them like hanging their heads or like, oh, well, you know, we're we're down three or four runs. Like it's over. Like, uh, let's just pack this one in. They're all out there, you know, playing they, like, they look little hungry. kids in a sandlot. And it's yeah. awesome. You can tell that it's a roster full of hungry players. And I mean, obviously, you know, Nick is one of the higher paid players on that team, but he's arguably just as hungry as all the rookies. He's out there to prove something every game. He's hustling his butt off every ground ball. I mean, if you're a rookie there and you're seeing the guy who, you know, could quote unquote, you know, pack it in and say, you know, this is all good, busting his butt down. You know, if you're a rookie there making big league minimum, if you put a ball in play and you don't bust your ass down, you know, you're going to get an earful when you walk back into the dugout. And it's, I, I mean, People say that, oh, like you Reds fans are just all you just all hung up on game two. And, and you know, that was your World Series. But that was really the tone setter of, of Nick, you know, going into home plate and all that. That yep. really set the tone of the season. And then and when his uh, his his exit interview uh, for that game, he's like, look, man, I'm here to win. Like, I, I don't, I'm not I don't want to start Owen, two. I've lost my whole career. I am here to win. I'm not here to put up numbers. The numbers will come. You know, I'm not here to get paid. I am here to win because he has spent his whole, you know, big league career, you know, putting up numbers. Yeah, but not winning. I mean, he's he's over five in the playoffs. You know, he's played five playoff games and he's been one of the better players in the league, I think, for the last, you know, four or five years. And um, and that that that's just what he wants, man. He wants to win. And and when you have your kind of like your 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 main guys on the team you know winker and 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 Votto now showing all this energy and nick obviously you know starting the tone and then it just kind of gets the train going where all the rookies who are coming in wide-eyed just like all right how how should i you know be show me how to be they're just showing them that you come here you bust your butt and we expect to win and we're gonna have fun doing it and um you know even when the reds were you know, five, six games under 500, you kept hearing out like, oh, well, we have a great clubhouse. We have a great clubhouse. You know, everybody here plays for each other. But, you know, fans don't want to hear that when you're not winning. But that's actually something that will keep the team together, you know, because they think that they're a good team. They believe that they should win. So when they don't win, they kind of take it personal and they feel like they're coming up short because they, they believe they're good enough. So I don't want to – I don't really want to ask you to speak for Nick, but what what do you think it means? Like, how do you think he feels to, I know we heard Winker's interview the other day about how he felt, you know, having a teammate go to the all-star game with him and, and be starters together. And he got emotional about it and cried because that's what Winker does. But, you know, how do, how do you think Nick feels, you know, on that same path with, you know, going with Winker and, don't, don't don't believe Nick in his interviews, you guys. He's he's uh, <laughs> it, it just hasn't all hit him yet, you know, because he he's he he he's so kind of like you know he, he's trying to stay not too high, not too low, because he knows how quickly the game can humble you. Mm -hmm. um, th there's been a couple of seasons where 
you know, 2016, I think he had 16 homers at the break, hitting 304. 2018, he was hitting 301 with, you know, 55 RBIs, 18 homers or 17 homers or 15, something like that. You know, just really good seasons. Obviously, you know, there's a ton of good players in the, in the American League, and he was, I think he was at third base for one of them. So uh, he was, you know, fighting with Beltre and whatnot. And um, just years where he kind of got his hopes up, thinking that this is the year. And then for when it doesn't happen, um, I think that he just this year, he just kind of tuned it all out and he's just not really letting himself get you know affected by it. But I know how Nick is, man. I mean, he he he's so excited. I mean, <laughs> even if he doesn't know how to express it, I mean, if he did know how to express it, he probably would have cried there on the interview. I've seen him cry on live TV and radio. He did it in Chicago, just answering a question about something that Joe Madden said about him. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It's actually pretty good, but, um, he, uh, he, he started crying there on air and then he had to gather himself and he was just like, this is why I don't do live, live video. Man. <laughs> I, I love his interviews because they're always just so like, he's just like, no, oh, like that's, that, that's just the way that, you know, when they, I think Jim day asked him like every time that he hits a home run, he's always like, was that the pitch you were looking for? And he's just like. Uh, I was just, you know, I'm, I'm just trying I, to get the I, ball in play. I feel so bad for Jim Day, man. When Nick, when Nick, <laughs> I feel like he just gives him the cold shoulder, man. Well, the interview that he did that is on your shirt right now is like, we this... can't, we're not allowed to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best, like the best. I wanted to the buy best. that shirt so bad, but I knew if I did, something would happen, so I didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I when when I saw that, my initial reaction was, you know, like, because <laughs> I was I was afraid. I was, oh my god, you just said that. But then I started. You know, I kind of felt bad for you know Bally Sports. I kind of felt bad. I didn't want any of them to kind of get in trouble. And then I started thinking about it more. You know, a day went by. There wasn't too much coverage about it. And then I'm thinking. Why the hell would they do anything about it? Because that would just bring light to the situation. You know, if they suspended right. him or did anything about it, everybody would have to be like, oh, well, why did they suspend him again? And then they'd have right. to see what had happened. And, I mean, obviously, Nick kind of did some crazy loophole where he got the fan to say it. <laughs> you could see that he, he wanted the fan to say it. Well, he's uh, like, he's like, can I give the, can I give him the headset and like with the like the COVID stuff that they've got like all the protocols and all that stuff? He's like, can I just give him the headset? Can I can he be on there? I was like, oh, goes, this uh, is be honest, be honest, and just hands him the headset. It's <laughs> awesome, it's awesome. <laughs> so you you brought it up. I mean, the, you had the suspension early on. You had the poster on the stadium that has to get covered. I mean, there's been some weird things going right. on. That over there. Yeah, that, okay. that's the that's okay. the one. Oh wait, wait, they're both variants of that one. I don't know if you can see this one. Oh yeah, this is uh that's an oil painting canvas of Nick over Woodford three quarter sleeve. That's fantastic. <laughs> Are those but, all Cincy shirts? Shirts? I think so. Um, <laughs> I, I think uh, one of them is actually uh, not not one of them I have here, but I have one that says uh, every day is uh, opening day, and then I have another one that says. Nick Castellanos is good at baseball. Um, those are obvious shirts, which I believe is a Chicago Cubs uh, thing. 
and they will specifically make Nick shirts in red and then send it out to our family. Nice. Uh, really? That's awesome. Those. Yeah. I'm telling you, Chicago loves Nick, like loves, loves Nick. It's- so uh, getting back to my question though, like, do you think Manfred has it out for this team because of the way that everything happened game two? Oh, I mean, possibly, but it's just the stuff that he does really makes you kind of question it a little bit. Sure. I mean, I mean, cause let, let, let's talk about what they suspended Nick for. They suspended him for aggressive actions that, caused a bench clearing incident and uh, broke COVID protocols, right? So um, he's up again, by the way. Oh, goodness. Uh, we're, we're also up five, nothing, no outs counts one and no. I didn't I, want you to miss it though. I, I, I think he's got like a, like a three eighty average on, on a, when he's ahead of the count. So this might be pretty good. Um, but uh, but yeah. So his uh, um, he got suspended for aggressive actions and breaking, you know, safety protocol and everything. And um, and in that same scenario, you have Molina grabbing his neck. You know, you got plenty of people on the other team charging at him. You know, basically wanting to fight all while Nick's trying to Arm, leave. You know, arms behind his back. Right. So. And even if you were to take that and say, okay, you're going to suspend him for that. We're going to count what Nick did as, as aggressive actions and suspend him for that. Fine. But then, you know, three weeks later, you have the Cubs visiting the Reds. And how in the world is Javi Baez, who is not even a part of the play, hopping up over the railings, sprinting onto the field to play, literally asking to fight Amir Garrett? How is that not aggressive actions that could possibly cause the benches to clear? Well, and then and, Garrett gets suspended. Yeah, he did get suspended. And, <laughs> I, I, and I people will say, well, oh, he, he got suspended because they're taking, you know, pr- his prior history into account. Um, I think his, you know, his suspension was kind of, I mean, should he have got suspended? Maybe. Was I, was I okay with what he did on the mound i mean kind of yeah because i kind of feel him man like he he was having the kind of like a rough season and and he's got some history with those guys and and he went out and struck him out and and yeah he was kind of you know being a little extra and yelling but you could see that that was like his passion of kind of being feeling like he was back right right if you want to suspend him you know because something happened after that fine but how do you not suspend javi bias (laughs) Well, and I think you, I think it was, uh, I'm almost positive. It was you tweeted out a very similar situation right after Nick's incident at the beginning of the season, there was an incident with the Cubs that was like, that was very, that was very similar. Like in the first week of the season, Contreras getting hit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so Contreras gets hit. He, you know, he's basically half charging the mound or whatever, and the bench is clear, basically aggressive actions causing, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that Contreras should get suspended, but I'm just saying that if you suspend Nick, you're creating a precedent. And if you don't follow that precedent, you're going to have the town, you know, the city of Cincinnati think that Manfred's, you know, a jackass who has it out for him. Um, (laughs) Not uh, saying (laughs) that he is a jackass or that we think that, but that would elude one to think as such. I was saying that it would give the city 
the assumption that there's a possibility he has it out for him. He was um, exhibiting, yeah, you know, <laughs> things that would make one think that he was a jackass. Yeah, and 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 it and it's. I mean, I'm sure Manfred is just, uh, you know, just the name that we all like to, you know. Aaron, you're not on mute. No, I can't. Aaron's internet froze. This is a commonplace thing that happens. No, that's okay. Was a little little vape? Is that what happened? Okay. Yes. He muted his camera, but it muted his audio. When you when you tweeted when you initially tweeted that out, like that that first week, it was like. Yeah, the like the, there were some Cubs fans coming for you in, in the mentions. Like, that's okay. Like, what are you that's doing? Right. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not loyal. I right. I respect the Cubs fans. I I think that they're a very you know passionate, loyal fan base. You know, oh, they some, are so, sometimes passionate to a fault. Um, but I was just talking about consistency because when I saw them suspend Nick for that. I'm like, okay, well, if that's how they're going to do it, or we're going to follow up on that. And then you see all these different scenarios of people being way more aggressive than Nick. And and even in Nick's situation, you could say, oh, he shouldn't have gotten in his face, but let's take it back. He got hit after hitting a home run. He did not he, – he could have gotten hit and did what Contreras did and wanted to go over to the mound. He didn't do that. He played a little fun with them, offered the ball back. It's probably something I would have done. I think that's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, and then when Nick had talked about it, you know, after he was saying, you know, okay, well, now all I want to do is score and raise that that pitcher's ERA for hitting me. So he got hit and he was upset about it. But instead of saying, I'm going to, you know, try to cause a fight, he was trying to play the game harder because he was upset about it isn't that what you want like you, you right. want to you want them to be like i want to play the game harder yep. now so then you had a bang bang play he dives head first into home which he never does he gets a knee in the back and he was safe by you know half a frame and he comes up says let's go and walks away and then he gets suspended for it and if you want to call that aggressive actions, fine. But what the hell are you calling, you know, Baez hopping over the railing and going to literally say, I'm going to fight somebody. Is that what you want in the game? You know, is I think what Nick would did, you would want more of that in the game. Yep, I don't know right. if you want what yep. Javi did in the game. I mean, and it, and it, let's be honest, it probably wouldn't have even like necessarily blown up the way it did. But when Nick, when Nick dove in and then, you know, the pitcher ends up on the ground underneath him, and they're like, you know, oh, look at him. He's like, you know, put it in his face. Well, he, he should put it in his face. He 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 wears like 98 in the ribs. And then and then he gets all the way around on a hustle play. Right now, he doesn't throw 98. Don't give him that much credit. Uh, all right. <laughs> so maybe, maybe 94? I think it was 93, but let, let's just say 94. <laughs> All right. So, so he takes in the ribs, but yeah, you know, he he dives in. He he does what he's come to be known for. At least here is is going 110 percent at any chance he gets. Uh, it gets into the plate and then gets then takes a knee in like the exact same spot that he just took yeah. the pitch. I mean, and the the knee was completely incidental. I mean, I'm not absolutely. saying the knee, absolutely, but, but what I'm we're emphasizing that this is a hard nosed bang bang play, and what Nick did was it wasn't out of kind of like 
you know, I dislike you as a person. It was mm -hmm. kind of like I saw like I saw how you guys gamesmanshipped me and I, you know, pushed it back in you. And that's really what it should be all about, because that kind of passion that will grow the game. Yeah, it's nothing. 100%. It's nothing that you wouldn't see. Nothing that you wouldn't have seen in the NBA, the NFL, maybe soccer. I don't watch it too much, but I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing. He might have got a tech in basketball. He well, might have got a T. That'd be fair. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, would the benches have cleared if uh, Molina didn't go for his neck? I don't know. You know, maybe, maybe not. But they suspended him as if it was clear. You know, Nick yeah. didn't make, Nick didn't grab anybody. Nick had his neck grabbed, so yeah. calmly talking at the end. Just our history with Molina it probably would have happened. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we hate St. Louis. <laughs> I, I I've come to learn that, uh, and, and and I play around with that. You guys see me poke fun with the St. Louis fans all the time. They don't we probably they don't dislike St. Louis more than the only. I think really what it comes down to with Cubs fans is. There are, there are a lot of fair weather Cubs fans in Cincinnati that, that like to put on their blue shirts and, and show up at, at Great American Ballpark that aren't oh. real Cubs fans. And really? those are the ones that are irritating. Yep. So <laughs> did did Nick That's not actually, cool, man. <laughs> did, did Nick actually get the ball that has Manfred's face on it that I saw on Twitter? I, I don't know. I mean, I saw the ball that you're talking about, but I he didn't mention that to me or show me. But I do see that people are bringing in balls with Manfred's face. I had somebody um, uh, DM me a picture of a sign that he made where it was a picture of Rob Manfred and it said, hit it here. And it had a big clown nose right on his nose. And, <laughs> and he's like, you think I'll get in with this? And I'm just like, I you do you, you man. I mean, I, I, I doubt the, the, the person working, you know, at the, at the little ticketing gate knows who Rob Manfred is, but <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, that's a, you know, he, he's a very powerful person and that's somebody who, you know, even though there's a lot of things that you dislike about him, you really do have to be careful about, you know, how you go about it and whatnot. Yep, absolutely. And that's why, you know, shirts like this are awesome because I, somewhat have to be careful about what I say, but I'm not a player, so I could really say whatever I want, you know, and it's, it's not really, uh, uh, you know, it's not really a secret that, you know, the majority of fans aren't really kind of happy with what's going on with baseball right now with, you know, just the inconsistencies with the suspensions and the fact that they have to change the ball every season. And now we don't know who's cheating and, you know, they're kind of okay with the cheating, I guess. And then now all these players who signed huge contracts, you know, got it because of com construction grade material. And we just want a fair playing field yeah. where we can enjoy passion, you know, exactly. where we can yeah. enjoy, absolutely. we can just kind of enjoy the game. I feel like sometimes there's just different aspects of that that kind of get in the way, you know, of just kind of what you're supposed to be enjoying. So what are you wanting to see happen from the Reds as we're at about the halfway point? Got the all-star break coming up here not too long. And, you know, they're still in contention, obviously, over 500 this far into the season for the first time in quite some time. Coming off a COVID year that was depressing for everyone. Right. Um, 
you know, so we made a late push last year. So what do you expect to see? What do you want to see out of this Reds team going forward the rest of the season? Honestly, I, I expect them to compete and, and win. I expect them to win more games than they lose. I mean, it, you know, everybody's going to go through their share of injuries and whatnot, but you could argue that the Reds are in this position right now and they haven't been whole all season. So you know that they have guys who are stepping up and they have rookies who are contributing. And that's really what you want. You have leadership from the players that you need. You know, the, the, the guys who are getting paid the money, they're the leaders on the team. They're setting the tone on the team. Uh, you got, you know, really good veteran started pitching. You got good young starting pitching and you got up and coming pieces in the pen. So, you know, and it's it's not a. It is a competitive, uh, you know, central, but, you know, no team should be, you know, running away with that. Obviously, the Brewers are, you know, they have a very good pitching staff and they have a very solid team. The Cubs are in a downspin right now. And, you know, the Reds are really they they were in this position two weeks ago and then they kind of, you know, did a little slip in San Diego and whatnot. And they're right back in it. And, you know, you could look at that as. They're resilient. They're good enough that's that even when they have their bad stretches, they're gonna come out and 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 play and compete and to the end of the game, like you see. And if they keep that up, the the wins and loss record will take care of itself in the end, you know. I mean, to maybe, you know, maybe you guys, you know, might be conditioned that this team is gonna fall apart at the end. That's maybe what you guys might be conditioned to be feeling, but they <laughs> I mean, look look at the offensive numbers. I mean, what what's their batting average in the National League? Top three, at least. Yes. Top, their their OPS is top three. I mean, I think their starting pitching ERA in June was really good. Um, I think uh, their they're top. Uh, they're up to like, I think they're the number seven bullpen uh, right now since uh, like the start of June. And uh, Antone had to have been healthy and available for what less than half of that. Yeah, uh, not sure. even. And then Sim and Sims has been gone too. So you've got you got guys that who were you know struggling to say the least that have uh, really picked up the slack out there in, in the bullpen. I think they've thrown some silly number of innings now uh, without giving up a run out of the bullpen. Yeah, I mean. Which just is, gave up home run. Which is good. Yeah, That's I just okay. saw that. Just saw that. Um, I, you, you as a Reds fan, and I, and I'm I'm becoming a Reds fan myself because I, I do like you know I, I'm starting to love all you guys here in Cincinnati. You guys are all great, um, <laughs> and just I you know just the passion of the fan base and the energy of the stadium, like you were saying before. That's really what it's all about, and you know. Um, the team on the field, you know, John, John Sadek says it all the time that they're just really exciting. You know, even when they lose, you know, it's, it's exciting because you feel like they can win at any moment because they have that kind of firepower to get it done. You know, not, not just on the offensive side, but you know, Castillo can go out there and throw a gem, which it looks like he's kind of doing right now mm-hmm. um, at any time, you know, you know, Sonny Gray could go out there and do that at any time. You know that Anton can come out and shut down the door. You know Sims can, and now Art Warren is freaking dealing. Uh, Brad Brock's been pretty good, you know, lately. He's Hembry. Hembry's been good, and he's a journeyman who, you know, is playing some of his best ball right now. And 
Uh, and then I hear, I think they're what they're bringing Santion back to triple a and trying to help him maybe get into the bullpen for some yeah. role there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then you've got, you got Michael, Michael, uh, Lorenzen's going to be, they're mm-hmm. saying they could be activating him for the Brewers series coming up. He just and, threw a scoreless inning. And Lorenzen, I I met him a number of years ago. He was he was playing in the in the Reds minor leagues, and there he was playing for uh, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos uh, against uh, Chattanooga. And I got a brother in law that lives down there, so we were down there watching that. And literally, like at the time, like I knew of him as a pitcher. Uh, I didn't know of his prowess with the bat at the time. <laughs> And they used him as a pinch hitter, and he hit like a rocket shot out into like left center. And I'm like, he comes around. He's like, I told you I could hit because I when he was in the batter in the uh, on deck circle, I was like, we were sitting like right down on the thing. And I'm like, I thought you were a pitcher. He's like, man, I can, I could swing this thing a little bit. Yeah, he he strikes me as I've never met him, but I mean, obviously he's a crazy athlete. I mean, he strikes me as the guy that can do a little bit of everything, whether it's playing the field. I mean, obviously he can play the field, pitch and hit. But he could probably also put up some crazy PR, you know, in the gym, and he could probably go out there and run a 200 meter if he wanted, and he could probably go out there and play free safety if he wanted. I mean, just <laughs> just, a, just a crazy athlete. And uh, us pitchers usually aren't defined as that. We're just kind of everybody gets excited if we, uh, you know, do our PFPs correctly. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's cool that he's uh, he's he's repping that banner for us. You know, pitchers are athletes too. Chicks, what, chicks dig the long ball though <laughs> yeah but yeah my girl like likes when i give them up <laughs> so here's a question have you ever faced your brother mm-hmm. how did yes, it turn out uh it was in a he was two years older than me uh okay. and, he, and he always played basically like at a level above um so never really was I never had like a full season where I was playing on his team. Uh, but in high school, we had a stacked high school down in uh, Fort Lauderdale area, um, Archbishop McCarthy. Um, so uh, I wasn't really around the varsity team until, you know, end of my sophomore year into my junior year. And uh, my sophomore year was Nick's senior year. So uh, I did get to pitch to him live in a practice. Um, I knew that I had to just go up there with the – I, with the mindset that I throw cheese and he's not going to hit it. So I started, <laughs> I started, I started his at bat with two painted fastballs on the inside corner that he took. He didn't swing at him. He probably wasn't expecting that and uh, had him on O2. And, I, and then I started thinking, which was a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> started thinking, okay, well he just saw, you know, he's probably, he's probably got timing on my fastball. Let me just get something in the dirt or, or something, you know, I, I, I flipped a cookie uh curveball that didn't do anything and he put it off the wall so he, he he didn't hit a home run but he put it off the wall and he got thrown out trying to extend it to a triple so i did my job fair enough <laughs> that's um, awesome yeah it does look like you have a question from jody price um how hopeful is everyone about the stretch against the brewers before and after the all-star break I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, as far – that's what you want. You you want to play the guys who you need to beat, you know, as much as you can. You want to have those, uh, um, you know, those in-division games. So 
you should be very hopeful because, I mean, we just showed that, uh, you know, when we come up and play our game, the Brewers aren't a team that, you know, we can't beat. So um, if we can go up and put a good showing, you know, we're playing well right now, we can go out and, you know, you know, win a series and keep that going to the end of the All-Star break. I think we play the Brewers again after that. We do. Seven games yeah. in a row with the All-Star break in the middle. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, that, but, that's huge. That could make or break the entire season right there. Yeah, you, you should be, as a fan, you should be happy that that's what's going on because it gives you a chance to, um, you know, see your team, you know, that you love competing in a game that really means more than the others. I mean, everybody says that, you know, every game, you know, is just as important as the next one, and that technically is true, but when you're – they're competing with the other team that's, you know, trying to show everybody that they're the dog of the division. It really, really, really is important for the team morale to go out there and put a good, you know, showing and win some games. So um, as far as if you should feel hopeful, if they go out there and they show the Brewers, you know, kind of that they're here to play, uh, you strap up for a fun season, I think. Well, before we let you go, we've been doing this for about an hour, but I don't want to let you leave without some type of story about growing up with Nick Castellanos as your brother and whether it be, I don't know, I'm sure you got something in your arsenal where I don't know how bad you want to embarrass him or how much you want to make us laugh, but I feel like there's, there's gotta be a good story. I'll say this cause I've, I've put this on Twitter before. Uh, so I, I shouldn't embarrass him too much, but um, I mean like right around his senior year, of, uh, of high school. He was one of the top prospects in the country. Um, it wasn't really about, you know, where he was, you know, if he was getting drafted, it was kind of where and when and for how much basically was kind of how it was. So in his, uh, in his last couple, you know, month or two at school, uh, as senior year, um, friends would tell me that, that he would just be sitting in class, you know, just kind of not really paying attention, ripping up his book, you know, saying like, you know, kind of forget about this right now <laughs> um uh it's just uh there's a quote that i put out where uh my mom was kind of yelling at him or something and um i don't know something about like studying this studying that and and you know me and nick aren't unintelligent people so we you know we we didn't we, we did get like good grades and whatnot but um you could just tell his focus wasn't there and he was kind of, you know, blowing off the last couple of his assignments. And then, uh, he would be like, uh, um, you know, why should I have to do, why should I have to do homework if I'm going to be a major league baseball player? So, <laughs> <laughs> but and, uh, he, he was right. You know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a philosopher in his own right, I guess. See the future. And who would have thought he'd be a major league baseball player in 2021 carrying around a flip phone. Uh, that he, i mean yeah. you guys bust him up about that a little bit i can't i can't get a hold of him <laughs> <laughs> the reception's not very good there at gab3 <laughs> that's, that's awesome fantastic. that's yeah. fantastic well ryan to, we do thank you for your time aaron um just two things real quick um i did find a company that will make life-size bobbleheads for you uh, lifesizebobblehead.com looks like they're out of Illinois so you can get on that in Illinois huh yeah there you go uh, also what's your thoughts on skyline chili Ooh. Ooh. I've, I've never had it oh 
All right, then. That's the that that's the is that the thing where everybody gets something free with eleven strikeouts? No, that's pizza. No, that's, no, that, that's, that's, that's La Rosa's pizza. pizza. Okay. But if oh wait wait it's like hot dogs skyline chili like hot dogs yeah yeah cheese I mean cheese conies and then the the spaghetti with the chili and cheese on top I haven't had dinner yet man don't be talking to me about this (laughs) (laughs) I I I I love like uh, chili dogs you know obviously like Chicago dogs but I've heard people say that the skyline chili dog you know is is right up there so I haven't had it yet. Maybe uh, I was a little too distracted with, uh, you know, all the shot, 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 all, all, all the all the Advil they would give me when they saw me. Uh, but I, I'll be back. I mean, I'm I, obviously I'm going to be going to the all star game, which is going to be sweet. Um, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Have you Last been to time, an all star game yet? 2012. Um, I was there. It was in Kansas City. Uh, Nick was in the futures game there. Um, okay. and, and he won MVP there, so that was an awesome, uh, you know, trip. Um, got to see the home run derby. Uh, Prince Fielder won that, um, and then I got to see the the All Star game. And I think the only thing I remember from the All Star game was, um, what, I might be misremembering, but was Bryce Harper in that All Star game in 2012, or was that? Or was that? Or was he not up there yet? I don't know. I feel like Bryce Harper's been around forever, and he's still yeah. only like twenty-two years old. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think I remember him camping under a fly ball. And he then, was a rookie that year, so he probably was there. Yeah, and they, they stuck him out and left. They moved him over from catcher or something. I, I remember him camping under a fly ball, and then uh, him losing it, and then it ended up dropping just about twenty feet in front of him. And I don't know why that, that stuck with me, but that that's what I remember. Because Nick wasn't in that game, so I was just yeah. kind of there, just enjoying the moment and whatnot. I think Verlander might have started that game and gave up five runs, maybe, Oof. in the in the first inning, I think. Okay, I don't I remember. My, I went I went to the All Star game when it was here in Cincinnati because we had we had like we were able to get tickets by being season ticket holders or whatever. But I I only I like I I let my parents have the tickets to go to like the uh like the futures game and then all that kind of stuff and then we went to the i went with my wife to the home run derby and that's what i remember mostly because todd frazier won and then like the next day we went to the all-star game and it was cool but like i couldn't really tell you much about what happened at the all-star game that year yeah i mean it the game i mean it kind of matters because i guess you get home field advantage and whatnot but I mean, it's more about just like the fan experience and just right, kinda, absolutely. You know, being there, it's a it's a spectacle. You know, anything that happens there is just extra. If you strike out three times, nobody cares. If you hit a double, everybody thinks it's sweet. You know, if you hit a home but at run, least everybody... they still play the game the same way they like. You know what I mean? Like it's still played like like when you're looking at like the you know the the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's you know the Pro Bowl is kind of silly and like the NBA All Star Game is like. How many alley-oops can we throw up? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate the fact that the All-Star game in baseball is, like, still, like, played the same way that they play during the season. Yeah, but the uh, the the Pro Bowl game being kind of a, a letdown is made up for the fact that every Sunday is amazing during football season. That's true. Yeah. Every game Fair. is amazing. I mean, I go to – I go to as many Dolphins. I used to be 
season ticket holder for the, the Miami Dolphins. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, we still try to go, you know, five or six out of the eight home games, which is still a lot. And it's even when they lose, I mean, I'm such a diehard Dolphins game, like Dolphins fan that my, my buddies that go with me, they're basically like, all right, like we're going to sit next to Ryan and he's going to be going absolutely, you know, just crazy the entire time and yelling at Tannehill for being average and, <laughs> and, and telling telling Joe Philbin to get off the sideline and I'm glad that um, I'm glad to hear that 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 Twitter Ryan Cassianos is also real life Ryan Cassianos. I I mean just keep it real man. It's a lot of effort to try to be someone else, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the, the only thing you should ever think about is just, hey, what what you're doing is going out on the internet, so just try not to be stupid. But, you know, just say your mind, try to be funny, try to have fun. I mean, people are there. Most, most of the people following me are there just to talk baseball, have fun, you know, just fan involvement. Just, yep. you know, I feel like the more I interact with them, the more they get to know me, maybe the more they like the team, maybe the more they're – Nick fans, maybe maybe they'll go to a game or two, you know, just anything to kind of get that vibe going of this is we're here to win. Let's go to the games. Let's pack the games. Let's cheer on this team. Let's just let's get a ring, you know, like I I, I want like that's just it's so fun when that's what everybody wants. Yes. When you have fans saying, you all like, you know, sell this, do that, change this, you know, change ownership fire david bell do all this it's kind of like you know taking the fun out of it you know it's just that's all part of it i mean it's up to the players to put them in in that position but i think the reds have done a pretty good job up to this point and they're winning right now so what is that if we were to close this out six in a row yes sir yes sir i mean and the uh the uh, brewers and mets game was postponed tonight so we can grab a half game what are we four back in the loss or three back in the loss? Uh, I don't know. It we are currently five back in the loss. Yeah, five. So we'd be four and a half with and seven we, coming up against them. Oof! Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And I mean, we're currently you, four and a half out of the wild card, which we're we're, we're going for the division, man. I know. The, the, that the the West is is the West is good is and, wild, and uh, <laughs> I mean the the wild card teams w- may end up with a better record than the the you know the Central Division champion um, possibly, um, but you should want to go for the division because you know those are the teams that they're basically your siblings like you're like I- I'm here to beat you and be better than you and then you know it's, it's not fun to go to the playoffs. It's still fun to go to the playoffs, but it's not fun to go knowing that there was another person in your division who got that crown, you know? Yep. It's kind of you something to work for. You also don't want that one game play-in as opposed to, like, a, an actual whole series. So I'm with no. you. Get get no. the division and get the hell out of there. Yeah, well, um, the, they are the Great American Park Ballers, according to Ryan, and you can find him on Twitter – at Ryan underscore cast underscore. Dude, we thank you for your time. This was a fantastic show. We really enjoyed having you on, um, even with my technical errors here with We're used to the, uh, the, the, the camera issues and, and then 
thinking I was on mute. So, who I just picked up was, was that one right there. I was going to say, it looks like the in the painting. Is it a painting? Yeah. Uh, I My girlfriend bought these, okay? <laughs> I did Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're medieval paintings of our dogs. I just... <laughs> <laughs> and uh i got some uh some uh zelda you guys know zelda yeah yeah, yeah. Video game. i got some zelda stuff there grew up playing that absolutely love that got some uh games back there i play a lot with my nephew covering it and then just had to put some cincy stuff up rep yeah. the city absolutely well, we love, it. love it that's awesome did, did it just for you guys it's appreciated we appreciate it, it. of course of course well, give Nick all of our all of our love. Um, you know, we obviously with him in season and everything. Um, I don't know when the next time is that you're going to talk to him. You know, if he has reception on his flip That's phone, he, doesn't, he can't know? talk to him. He has a flip phone. <laughs> you may have to send we him a telegram. We can't, we can't even tweet at him, so we maybe we'll just pain. have to send him some snail mail. Well, because you, uh, <laughs> you know, because because when you text him, it goes green, and then. It doesn't come up as like a conversation. It comes up oh. as you know individual little things. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll text him kind of a you know like a an in depth thing of what I saw, kind of like this pitch or I saw you do this and this and that, and then he'll respond with yes or I agree or nice. When? Uh, yeah. <laughs> when? And I'm just like, all right, dude. I'll call you later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are welcome back anytime. We do appreciate it. If uh, you know they do fun. end up making the the run that we want them to make, uh, we'd love to have you back on to talk. You know, as we progress and get closer to that that playoff dream that we all have right now. So um, let's make it a reality. But uh, for everyone, that was part of the punctuation with Ryan Cassianos. For Ed, for Jeff, I am Aaron, and we're out. Thank you. Guys.